Kufalif, I'm at Bayes, nine lines down at the two dots. Rava Rami. Rava is going to bring um, two Tanaic sources and uh, point out what would appear to be a contradiction. Tanan. On the one hand, there's a Mishnah in Meseches Shvius. Goes for about two and a half lines. Starts here. Mimin ha if it's the type of thing, now Shviz is going to deal with all sorts of things that grow in Israel during the Shemitah year and the, the holiness they have, if it's the type of thing that would be for uh, dying, used as a dye, for instance, like Sviche, uh, Satim, and Koitza, uh, Svichim are things that were not actually planted, but maybe some wild seeds sort of made their way into the ground, and they grow on their own, which of course it wouldn't have been planted and cultivated during the Shemitah year. So it's the Svichim of Satim and Koitza, which are different types of... Uh, Things that would have color that would be used to color. Yeshlahen shvius uledemeyen shvius. They have kedusha shvius, and if they are uh, transferred to somebody for money, like maybe a sale, um, the money would have the kedusha shvius. The nafkamina being yeshlahen beer uledemeyen beer. That when those particular items are no longer in the field. Each um, different type of plant growth and fruit and vegetable has a time when it's no longer in the field. Then if you have any left in your house, you have to get rid of them. Or for that matter, if you have money that came from one of those, you would have to get rid of it. That's the bior, ulodimei and bior. Okay, that's the end of the Tanaic source. Alma, I vectored the Alma. What do we see from here? It seems pretty clear. Now, you don't eat these things and therefore ate sim, sort of like we'll call that uh, like wood or branches or non-fruit. Um, it's pretty clear that that does have uh, seventh year uh, fruit holiness. But yet we have another Tanaic source. This one goes for about three lines. It um, uh, starts here. If you have alei kanim and alei gefanim, um, reed leaves, maybe bamboo leaves, or um, vine leaves, possibly like maybe uh, leaves on a grapevine, uh, those types of things, she givivan, if they were um, gathered together, be chava, to, from the word like mechba, to uh, basically gather together to be stored away for uh, something for the winter time, and they're al pnei they're on the field. Well, uh, is it going to have to shishvius or not? If colon locked on lachil, if you're gathering them together for to be eaten, uh, in this case, obviously people don't eat it, but it would be for animal food. Then yesh behen mishum they would have seventh year holiness to them. Kama leitzim, if you're simply gathering together these things for their um, uh, firewood ability, ein behen mishum Okay. So if you're gathering them for their eight sim, their uh, sort of uh, wood purposes, then they do not have Kedusha Shvius. That's the end of the Tanaic source. But we had seen in the first Tanaic source, it seems like things that are like wood, sort of like, say, non-fruit, non-edible type things, um, do have Kedusha Shvius. And now we're seeing it doesn't. Umishani. And we answer, I guess it was Rava who had answered, um, Amar Kra. Well, Here's what's going on. When you're talking about perishvius, certainly things that you um, eat or drink or uh, maybe even anoint yourself with would have kedusha shvius. The pasuk says le'achla uh, pasuk by uh, shmita produce that as holiness to eat, which we understand to mean b'misha hanaasai ubi uroi shava. It's uh, something that the benefit that you get from it, that's the hana, and the bior is that what's in, when it gets destroyed. Meaning like if you have an apple and you put it in your mouth and start eating it, when are you getting the benefit? Well, when you're 
chewing on the apple and enjoying the taste. Uh, when are you getting? The, when is it getting ruined? When you're chewing the apple. So the types of things that essentially the benefit that's received from them and them getting destroyed happen at the same time. Yotsu to the exclusion of Eitzim uh, would Shahana Asan Achar Biuran. Over there, the main benefit of wood. Um, basically, wood was made to make uh, coals. Now, when is the wood ruined? Well, that's when it's burned. And then it's a long time afterwards, possibly even a few hours, that it, it burns to sort of like into a coal, and the ikrahana that you get from it is by using the coal to uh, to heat uh, food and things like that. Um, so Yatsu Eitzim, Wood would not have the main benefit that you get from it, mainly from the coal, is and it's after a significant amount of time after uh, it gets destroyed. Ask the Gemara, you're telling me then anytime you have wood, um, there's uh, the Hana the comes significantly after and is destroyed, but let's say and you have uh, oil wood, I guess maybe wood from olive trees that has a very high um, oil uh, element to it, and which Hana'asan, Ubiur, and Shava, those are actually used almost as like a, uh, a lamp. You can light it uh, on fire, and it doesn't actually burn. What it does is it draws up the oil, it draws out the oil. So the benefit that you're getting is, at the same time as getting destroyed, the destroying of it is the burning of it, and the benefit of it is the light that you get from it. Amarava, so... Rava explains that, well, the typical wood is used for um, burning, which Rashi says, <coughs> on the top line, we'll see the Rashi inside, and, and not to give light. And therefore what? Wood is wood is wood. And initially, it would never get, pieces of wood just don't get Kedusha Shvius to start out with. Kama. Aval, I squiggle on the aval. Aval Sviche Sittim, if you have, that was what we started with, the uh, aftergrowth of the Sittim, of the type of thing that would be used for dye. Staman Litzviya. What, what do you use that for? I double underline the word Staman, usually for dyeing a uh, material. Hilkach, therefore, Chalalayu Kedusha. It would get the Kedusha Shvius. The Asiri Lachar Habior, and it would be us or after the Shas Bir, Af Lehesek, even to use, like, just to, to burn. Va'aleikanim Ugefanim. Well, what about the grape leaves or the vine, or the, uh, vine leaves or the reed leaves? Well, some uh, use it to uh, eat as animal food, uh, to feed their animals with, and some use it as uh, fuel for the fire. And since some do this way and some do that way, depending on whatever the person was gathering it up for, is what we say the status is. Amrav Kahana, back in the Gemara, the Eitzim Lahasak is actually at Tanoihi. Uh, this Eitzim Lahasak, which we just seem to say quite conclusively, um, is going to be, it depends. It's actually, there is a Manda Amar that says, uh, in general, wood is used to be burned to turn into uh, coals, and it doesn't get um, Kedusha Shvias even. Uh, oil, or maybe uh, like olive wood, and there's another mandarma that says, no, that's not true, and the Eitzin Mashkin would have Kedusha Shvius, and here is the Tanaic source, Desanya goes for three lines. Ein Meisrin, Peros Shvius, you cannot use Peros Shvius, for instance, um, grapes can be squeezed, you get juice. Now, if we're not talking about purple grapes, but let's say white 
grapes that you squeeze, that juice is actually a very uh, effective natural detergent, which could be used to uh, launder uh, garments or to uh, soak flax. Flax is naturally very hard and brittle. You soak it for a few days and it gets uh, much more uh, usable and soft. The fibers are, are more easy to be dealt with. So, says this next source, Ain Meister and Perishvius, you cannot use, like, give over your, the Perishvius, it's called, like, uh, the grape juice from grapes that are Kedushishvius, Lola Mishra, not for soaking flax in, Velola Kvusa, not for using to launder garments. Rabiosi, who we boxed, I'm here, uh, no. You can do it. Nice and perish fees. mishra. You could uh, put it as part of an ingredient thing that you're soaking the flax in. And to help launder. That is the end of the snake source. So we see clearly that's a machlokas, Tanakama, and uh, Rabiosi. <coughs> the Gemara wants to know my time at the Rabbanon. I don't learn the Rabbanon question mark. Where do they get their source from? They seem to say that you could not use perish for those purposes. Well, they'll tell you Amar Kra. The Pasuk says very clearly what you're allowed to do with Perish Feast. It says, La'achla, that's a word from the Pasuk by uh, Perish Feast. You can eat it, Velodomitra, not to soak. La'achla, again in quotation marks, Velodomitra, not as a detergent. Kam of Rabiosi, underline Rabiosi. What would Rabiosi's response be? What would he say the Pasuk tells you as to why you can, yes, use them? Where Rabiosi focuses on another word in the Pasuk there. Rabiosi, underline Amar Kra, the Pasuk says, Lachem, for y'all. Which he understands me. You can use perishvius for anything you need. You could eat them. You could drink them. You could use them to launder clothes in. Kama verabanan. I end on the rabanan. The truth is that each one of those two approaches has the same pasuk. So what does each one do with the other one's mocker? So the rabanan we underline nami haksiva does say the word lachem. What would the rabanan do with lachem? Well, we would say the lachem dumila de la achla. Lachem is coming to teach you that the other types of things that would be permissible are the things that are similar to like when you eat. Namely, there's an apple on the table. It's a good apple. When I start eating it, that's when it starts getting ruined, and that's when I get the benefit from it. It has to be the type of thing that the benefit that's received from it and it being destroyed happen at the same time. Yatsu, to the exclusion of Mishra or Kavusa, if you let's say you're using the white uh, juice that's squeezed from the grapes to soak flax in, that immediately gets ruined when you put the flax in, and it only has a benefit uh, a long time later. Similarly, laundering, you don't just put the clothes in to... Um, to, the, to the, the water with all the detergent in it, and they're clean a minute later. No, no, it takes time to soak. It gets ruined right away, and the effect of the, the benefit of it is only afterwards. Shahana Asan, the main benefit is Achar Biuran, a significant amount of time after uh, it had made it had been made uh, icky. Kama, Rebbe Yossi, underline, Nami Haksiv. He also has the puzzle that says the word La'achla. What does he do with La'achla? Well, Amr'la'achahumi For that which is brought out in the following approximately seven-line brysa that starts here, Desanya. The brysa coming off that same pasuk, uh, dealing with the Perish Fias. I put one word in quotation marks, La'achla. That Perish Fias, let's say apples or grapes, you can eat them. Uh, what can you not do, the way this brysa understands, below le melugma, not for a melugma, we'll call it a type of uh, a medicine. Um, that's what you're trying to tell me, that you can eat them, but you can't use it as a uh, some sort of um, a medicinal sort of purpose. Or maybe when the Pasuk uses the term that you can eat it, it's coming to tell you not to use as a laundry detergent. 
Well, no, because when the Pasuk says, and this is a word that we're also familiar with in the Pasuk, one word, quote, Lachem, for y'all, what does that come to teach you? Hare Kfusa Amor. So Kfusa has already told us that you can, uh, <coughs> you can, yes, use Perishvius as a detergent. Hamani Mekayim, what do I do, I de- do then with the word Laachla? Well, that comes to tell me Laachla, Veloila Malugma. Okay, so we have two words. One is Laachla, which comes to exclude something, and one is lachem, which comes to include something. The Bryce wants to know why we decided to include what we did and exclude what we did. Umar is the rabbis, to include as far as what you're, yes, allowed to use your parish fees for kavusa laundering. Ulahotzi, and to exclude, which you're not allowed to use your parish fees for, for malugma, for a type of uh, uh, medicinal purpose. Well, Here's the reason, and this kind of makes sense, that if there's one to include and one to exclude, it makes sense to include the one that basically everyone needs. Like every person, basically in the whole world, needs to launder their clothes. And I will exclude. In other words, that's more similar to typical food and drink, which also everyone always needs, as opposed to which is more of as a, a medicinal uh, uh, purpose. That's certainly not necessary for all people. It's only the few people who have whatever ailment that uh, medicine is supposed to be beneficial for. That's the end of the Tanakh source. Well, as a conclusion of this sugya, we ask who is the author of the following brisa. The brisa goes for two lines, uh, starts here, and uh, yep, that same word that we've been darshaning, it says in the realm of perushvias uh, that you can eat them, one word quotation, la'achla, uh, but there's things we'll darshan that you cannot do with it, velola melogma, not to use as uh, the ingredients of perushvias as uh, part of a, a medicinal remedy, la'achla, to eat, Velola Ziluf. Um, before they had like these uh, things, spray aerosol cans you could spray that smell nice. You used to uh, spritz around like a, a sweet smelling, nice smelling, maybe even like a wine. You can't use that. You can't use your Shvius uh, wine for that purpose. And Laachla, again, that same word, Velo Lasois Men, Afikchusen, not to use it as a, um, like something to induce vomiting. Um, that's the end of the Tanaic source. Now, who of the Tanaic that we're familiar with? Uh, would be the author's Tanaic source, came on, none other than Rabbi Yossi, who we had on the third, fourth lineup above. From the top, why can it not be the Rabbanon, the Ike Rabbanon? There should be two more things on the list that you are not allowed to use your parish for for. There's also Mishra, soaking your flax, ukavus, and laundering your clothes. And since those are not on the list, this must be a Rabbi Yossi Brisa. Um, the Mishra said, Rabbi Yudoimer, im hashvach, so he gave the thing, the item, to the person who was supposed to deal with it, let's say you gave your woolen to the uh, dyer, and he uh, dyed it the wrong color. You asked for red, he did black. You asked for black, he did red. And we said basically he has the uh, the dyer has the the lower hand, the uh, customer has the upper hand to uh, pay the lower of whatever it is, whether it's the increased value, whether it's the wages, whether it's the materials, whatever is the least, that's what you could pay. So imagine the scene, you have a classroom or a base medrash, and Rafuna is the teacher. Um, Rebbe Abba is in the first row of students. Rav Yosef is in the second row of students. So Yosef, Rav Yosef, Achari, behind Rebbe Abba, and they were both Kamei Rav Huna. Yosef, Rav Huna, I struggled with Rav Huna, the Kamar, and he was saying, Rav Huna was saying the following, um, a and B. A, the halach is like Rabbi Yeshua ben Karka, and B, the halach is like Rabbi Yehuda. Now, the Rabbi Yehuda, we, yeah, that's uh, Rabbi Yehuda of our Mishnah from uh, Kuf, from Beis, that we've been dealing with, and Rabbi Yeshua ben, Le- ben Karka, excuse me, we'll see uh, momentarily. Okay, that is what 
uh, Rav Huna was saying. Now, the fellow in the second row, a.k.a. Rav Yosef, was really not impressed with that teaching. Ahadrinu Rav Yosef, I underline Rav Yosef, la'ape, he turned his face away in, in a sign of uh, disgust or anger or disagreement. Amar, and his comment was as follows. Bish, lamai squiggle underline the bishlama. And about five lines later, last word in line is halacha, the word before there's an ela, squiggle underline the ela. So, bish, lamai rabbi yeshua ben karcha. Itzrich, we need to be told that the lach's like Rabbi Shua ben Karcha. Why? I might have thought to say otherwise, that when you have in general a machlokas between an individual opinion and the Rabbanan or the Rabbim, Yachid Rabbim, normally we say the halach's like the Rabbim. And that's why Rav Huna had to say that the halacha is like Rabbi Shua ben Karcha, Kamash Malan, that in that case, the halacha's like a Yachid. Now, what's the case? What are we even talking about? What is Rabbi Shua ben Karcha's case? Parenthetically, or I put brackets in from here, and the brackets go down about three lines plus a word or two till right before the squiggle underline Ella. So here's the background. What does Rabbi Shubhan Karcha say that Rav Huna said we paschal like him? Well, Rabbi Shubhan Karcha Mahi de Sanya. Here's a brisa. Box it off. It goes for approximately two and a half lines. Rabbi Shubhan Karcha, who I underline, Oimer, Milva Bishtar. Ein nifroin mihen. Now, this is the concept of uh, if you lent money, Jews traditionally were often moneylenders, lent uh, money to the idolater um, before their holidays. The idolaters who were really into it, like before uh, Christmas or Easter or whatever their Avodah holidays were, um, you cannot, nifroin um, mihen, take back um, payment for them before their holiday because uh, they'll see that as a uh, burden off their chest and um, their, uh, they'll go to their deities, their avodazoras, and they'll praise them and thank them because of the Jew and therefore we stay away from uh, dealing with that monetary issue um, during uh, right before their holidays. Um, now the Rabbanans say it's totally uh, forbidden. Um, to pay back, to uh, collect, whether it's a written document, whether it's an oral document. Rabbi Shubhan Karcha says if it's in a, a star, in other words, you have a documentation of it, then, you know, you wait a week or two, and therefore in your frame. But a milva al if it's a, a verbal agreement, and they come to pay, Nifrain Mehen, you can take back payment from the Meishu, Kematzil Miyadam. Because it's uh, essentially, you don't know if they'll admit to this uh, verbal agreement uh, next week or the week after, so it's sort of like considered saving um, the money. That's the end of the story. And that's where we uh, um, we were told by Ravuna that we go like Rav Shubhan Karcha over the Rabbanan. Ella, that's the end of the brackets. I close the brackets and we squeal under the Ella. Ella, the Halach like Rabbi Yehuda in our. Mishnah, the Rebbe Yehuda that was saying that we give a knas to the uh, the uh, craftsperson who didn't do what he was supposed to do. Um, Lamali, why do you need to tell me that? Now, the, the development of this point takes about 10 lines till first word on the line is hatachtoina, and uh, here we go. Uh, we have general rules of how to paskin um, through uh, the Gemara, and uh, one of them is called a machlokas v'achachstam. If you're reading through uh, the Mishnayis, and there's a disagreement on an issue between, let's say, two opinions, and then you get to a later Mishnah, and it's taught without any names as one of the two opinions, well, the halacha usually for that is, um, so 
let's read that inside. The halachic Rabbi Yehuda, why do we need to have Rav Huna tell us that? Um, that's a phrase. He, it's one of those. And what do we know about uh, those issues? When you have a, again, here's a phrase, three words, as a general rule, halacha is like the stam. Now, what's the machlokas? And what's the stam in our case? So machlokas, I put a diamond around the term machlokas. And five lines later, first word on the line is ha-shvach. The next word is stam. I put a diamond around that. So the machlokas is in bavakama. Yes, the masech that we are in. We had this um, just the other day. It was our Mishnah. I uh, put right angles in over here. It's basically a quote, almost five lines of our Mishnah. You have a customer. He has, um, let's say, some wool. He wants it to be He wants it to be. The agreement was it would be um, dyed red. And the worker dyes it black. Or shachor is supposed to be black. And does it red. Colin Rebbe Mayer, who we underlined on recently, to make Simrai. That the, um, the dyer has to basically refund whatever the wool was worth beforehand. Whereas Rabbi Yehuda, we Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yehuda has like another level of knas for Mr. Worker, like, why didn't you do your job properly? Um, Rabbi Yehuda says, uh, no, the uh, customer gets the finished material and he pays the less of if the shvach, if the improved um, uh, value of it, the greater value is yes or more than the it's in the expenses. No, you let's say yitzia, then the customer will pay just the expenses. They get something more valuable. And if the yitzia is yaser al if the expenses are more than the increased value, no, you he again pays the lower of those two amounts. Okay, that's what is a machlokas between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda. Stam, I had a diamond around Stam, is uh, in the next Masechta, in Bava Metzia, Ditznan. Here's a uh, Mishnah, goes for about a line and a half. It says, as a general rule, and it doesn't have any names, this is what's known as a Stam Mishnah, anyone who changes or, or deviates from what the norm is um, has the lower hand in any uh, uh, disagreement between the two, or for that matter, anyone who backs out of a deal, has the lower hand. Bottom line, it should be that the uh, fellow who has the um, lower uh, who, who changed, in other words, the dyer who was supposed to dye the wool red and instead dyed it black, should have the lower hand, and therefore that's a machlokas. stam. So uh, that was the issue, like, why did Rav Huna have to tell us the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda? It obviously is like Rabbi Yehuda. That's really um, what was bothering Rav Yosef. Well, what would Rav Huna's response to that be? Rav Huna was mentioning this in the Shir. Why was it necessary for Rav Huna? We know Rav Huna. We'll go back and forth a little bit here between Rav Huna and Rav Yosef. Rav Huna would tell you it's true. No, no, it was necessary to tell us this. Why? I might have thought to say, Ain't Seder la Mishnah. Just because you have the order Mishnah starting with Brachas and it goes in order, like um, Baba Kama comes first, then Baba Metzi, and then Baba Basra, you can't give any significance to the order that uh, Mishnahis are taught. Kama, in which case, Vistam, Vacharkach, Machlokasi. Who's to say it's a Machlokas first and then a Stam, just because that's the order we have the Mishnahis, and it could very well be that we don't uh, pay attention to the order, and it's actually not a Machlokas first and then a Stam, but rather a Stam first and after that a Machlokas. Okay, Kama, Rav Yosef, I don't Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef says, one second. Ihachi, if that's the case, then anytime you have Kol Machlokas Rachach Stama, 
Nama, why don't you just say, well, we know a number of times throughout the Shas that we have this concept of um, if it's a machlokas in one place and a later place it's Stam, that we give significance to that. But Rabbi Yosef's point is, if there's no order to any of that, then how can you know which came first and which came second? The Rav Huna, we underline Rav Huna, uh, what would he say to that? Well, he would say as follows, where is it that we don't say, ain't say to the Mishnah, in other words, where is it that we, yes, say there's a significance to the order, that's specifically Bechada in one tractate, like we're in tractate Bavakama, within Bavakama, if something's in an earlier parak and then taught in a later parak, that's where it'll have significance. Aval betray Mesechtas, if it's in two tractates, which is, we were using from Bavakama to Bavamitziah, Amrinan, we would definitely apply that there's Ein Seder, you can't give any significance to what was taught first, the Stam or the Machlokas. What would Rav Yosef's response to that be? I don't know Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef would say like this, well, we actually have a unique feature. Uh, Bavakama, Bavmetzi, and Bavabasra, we're in the middle of Bavakama, is actually one Mesechta. Kula Nezikin, that's what the three um, Mesechtas are known as, Bavakama, Bavmetzi, Bavabasra. Literally, it means the, uh, the first gate, the middle gate, the last gate, but it's all a 30-chapter tractate, really known as Nezikin, Chada Mesechtahi. That's one approach. Yibai Seima, Alternatively, uh, the reason why we give such significance to the the Mishnah in Bavamitzi is because it's taught in a grouping of Stam Mishnayas, all of which we paskin like Lahalacha. And uh, I mean, that's what it says. Here's right angles. Kola Mishana, anyone who there's a deal between two parties and the one of them. Uh, changes or deviates from what they're supposed to do, Yadah he will have the lower hand when it comes to disagreements between the two of them. Anyone who wants to back out of a deal, that's fine, but Yadah will have the lower hand. Period. We have a brisa that goes till the fourth line on Amud Bey's. Let's say um, I have uh, cash. I have, I don't know, $1,000, and I want to give it to somebody to uh, go uh, invest, and he'll do all the work, and uh, he'll get like half the profit. So, Hanosen Mois Lashuchoi. I have money, I have $1,000, I want to give it to Bob. Bob's going to go, and uh, um, what's he going to do? And uh, the deal was that he was going to likach lochit and to go and buy some wheat, and instead, Velachach Mahen Siren, he purchased barley. Or he was supposed to uh, purchase Siren and do all the work and split the profits. But Velakman uh, Chitin, he instead purchased wheat. So what do we say? Who gets what in this type of deal? What if there's a loss? What if there's a profit? So colon. Tanya Chada, which I underlined, and a line later, it says Tani Chada. I also underlined that. So we have two conclusions as to what the situation is here. Tanya Chada, the first one, I put a number one by it, is Im Pichasoi, Pichasuloi, Im Hoisiru, Hoisiru Loi. That um, if the uh, investment goes down in value, he has to take the whole loss. That is the shaliach here who didn't do what he was supposed to do. He certainly has to uh, refund the uh, money to the one who gave it to him. And he'll take all the loss. And and also if there's profit, he takes all the profit. Essentially, he didn't do his uh, shalichus. I call this the number two. Tanaic uh, source or conclusion. In Pichasu, in this one, it starts the same that if the uh, investment went down in value, Pichasu loy, it's the Shaliach who has to uh, bear all of the uh, decrease in value. However, Im Hoisiru, if there's a profit, actually Hoisiru Bemsa, there would be a split of the profits. 
That's the end of the Tanaic source. I'm Rabbi Yochanan, and I circled Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan comes to explain why this is um, not going to be a stira between the Tanichada and the Tanichada. Uh, they're two different Tanaic opinions, like Kasha, Harabi Meir, Harabi Huda Kolon. Harabi Meir, I box Rabbi Meir, and this would be the Tanichada, the first Tanaic source, is Rabbi Meir, who says, She knew he is kinda. So you have the Shlech, he was given money, he was supposed to buy wheat. When he buys barley, he's no longer a Shaliach, and therefore the change that he did, it's all his, and he has he takes all the profits, he takes all the losses. Whereas Ha, the second Tanaic source, would be according to, and I box now Rabbi Yehuda, what's Rabbi Yehuda say to Amar? He says, no, Shinui, if a person who's supposed to do something does something different, ain't no koina, it actually will not be koinaid for him. That's the Rabbi Yochanan approach. Maskifla Rebbe Lazar, underline Rebbe Lazar. Rebbe Lazar says, one second, me my, who's to say that's what the argument is? Question mark, comma, Dilma, Maybe odd come like Rabbi Meir. Maybe when Rabbi Meir said his his concept of that a shinui is kind of do something different, you actually uh, you're kind of for yourself. That's elabimidi dechazile legufe. That's where it's something that the person himself wants to use. Like I don't know, he's got uh, wool and uh, makes it into some sort of like wool sweater or uh, wood. And he wants to make it into like a chair. That's for like things that he himself is going to use. Aval, if it's merely a business investment, aval which is what we're talking about over here for the wheat uh, or barley, lo amar. Who says you ever would have said that? Ella, in which case, I squiggle under on the Ella and now circled Rebel Lazar. We had Rabbi Yochanan circled five lines ago. Here's a second approach uh, brought to us by Rebel Lazar that actually the Tanya and the Tanya both of those Tanya conclusions, are the same opinion. Havaha, Rebbe Meir. Well, why did he say in the second one that if there's prophets, they split the prophets? Here's why. Veloy Kasha, colon. Khan, the number one Tanaic source, is where the it was being purchased, le achila to eat, and therefore it was for their personal benefit. Whereas the number two Tanaic source, where it said if there's prophets, they split them, is when it's being done, lishaira, for a business dealing. That is um, Rebel Lazar's approach. Okay. Um, out west, these two approaches, they found Rabbi Yochanan's approach so difficult to understand that it was almost laughable. And that's the Lushan here of the Gemara, um, the Rabbi Yochanan approach, specifically according to the way he explained Rabbi Yehuda. So, they, they laughed or they mocked or they had great difficulty understanding uh, out west, uh, colon, uh, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yehuda. So, the way Rabbi Yochanan explained, um, Rabbi Yehuda was a Dashinuyeno Kona. Really? Vechi mihoidioi le baal chitin, sheyik ne chitin le baal mois. Who exactly let the seller of this wheat, whoever it is who sold the wheat, uh, know that it was being bought for somebody else, that the uh, baal mois is the one who should purchase it? In other words, it should therefore belong completely to the shaliach. Who told the seller that it was somebody else? No one told him. Maskif la bar sasrati. I under Shumbar Sasrati, he attacks this. And he says, well, one second, Ihochi, if that's the case. Afilu, chitin, vechitin, namiloi. Forget about if it's supposed to do chitin and instead do tsairin. And even if it was chitin, chitin, also, who's telling the seller that it's being purchased for somebody else and he should know that? Amrabavo, Amrabavo. Well, no, it's different when the Shlich was supposed to buy chitin. And bad chitin, shiny chitin v'chitin, the shlichusei ka'avid. There, the shliach is actually functioning as a completely valid shliach of the one who gave him the shlichus, connector v'chibala ba'istam, and therefore he takes on the position of as though he was the mishaleach, or the balabais himself. 
teda, I double underline the word teda, know that this is true. In other words, here's like a further support. We're going to see, though, about eight lines later, first one, first words on the line are dummy, Amar uh, Abba, excuse me, when it says low, I double underline the low, that's going to be a rejection of this. But here's a further support, at least at this point in the Gemara, Teda, Ditsan, we have a Mishnah. The Mishnah is a uh, person, he's a married man, he's got wife, kids, and he, and he um, is Maktish, he sanctifies uh, all of his possessions, gives it all to the uh, Beit HaMikdash. So, Echad HaMaktish Nechasav, uh, or Echad HaMarich, that's a person who declares that he's donating his his Erech value, um, which depends on his gender and his age, to the uh, Beis HaMikdash. So whether it's a person who was Makdish, sanctified all of his assets, or he was Marich HaSatzmai, Ain Lo, as far as the temple treasurer is coming to collect all the things, um, that temple treasurer would not, the Gizmar would not be uh, entitled to collect the Ksusei Shtoy, any of the clothes of this uh, fellow's wife, which technically are really the husband's clothes, the low Ksus Banav, or any of the clothes of the kids, the low Sevash at Savalishman, or any like, uh, colored garments that were colored to be used for, like his wife or kids, the low Besandalin Chadashim, not with any of his uh, new shoes, Shalach uh, Lishman, that were bought for, like, the wife or kids. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Now, one second. Why should that be? Why would the Gizmar not be able to collect from those things? Lema Hachanami. Why don't we say here as well? Like who told the material dyer that he should um, that he should like in the first place transfer ownership of these colored garments to the misses? Clearly that wasn't the case. So then why is it? It must be because we say that when the husband is purchasing these things, like, I don't know, the pink material garments, he's acting as a, so to speak, shaliach of his wife. And it's almost as like he's like just an extension of the wife, and, and that's why the temple treasurer won't be able to collect those things from the estate. So to hear, the, uh, he's acting as a shaliach of the other one, which is the uh, shliach who was sent to purchase uh, chitin and purchased whatever he did purchase, ukiyad balabayistam, and he's essentially like just an extension of the actual person who sent him. That is all a uh, further support, started with a teda. Amar Rebbe Abai, squiggle underline the Rebbe Abai, put a Roman number one in the margin, and on the last narrow line, um, last row line is Rebbe, I squiggle underline Ella Amar Rebbe Abba, I swiggle underline that and put a Roman numeral 2 in the margin. So we're going to have two uh, versions of Rabbi Abba. Here's the first. The first, uh, Rabbi Abba rejects the Teda. Amar Rabbi Abba, lo, that's not the way to understand it. Rather, kolamek makdish nechasav, any person who dedicates to the temple all of his assets, it's so obviously clear that he did not mean to include the uh, clothes of his uh, wife or kids. Okay. Maskif loy put a triangle around the maskif, and five lines later, almost in the same place in the line, is another maskif. I put a triangle around that. So, uh, the questions now on uh, Rebbe Abba. Maskif la Rebzeira, and when Rebzeira attacks Rebbe Abba and says, Really, that's the way you, you view these things? So there's a person when he uh, dedicates all of his stuff to the temple, have his tefillin in mind, also his tefillin, really his tefillin, yet Vitznan, we have a Mishnah. It goes for about five words, the quote of the Mishnah. It says, Hamakdish Nechasa, person who dedicated everything that he had, donated everything he had to the temple, Ma'alin Loit Filin, that we will actually 
um, assess his tefillin, and uh, apparently his tefillin was included when he was Makdashit, but does a person have his das in the tefillin? Huh. So even though he does have his das on it, it's included. Amale Abaye. Abaye says back to, I guess, to Rabbi Zera, who asked this question, um, in, yeah, actually a person who, I mean, not many people dedicate everything they have to the temple, donate everything they have to the temple, but if he does, he had his fill in mind. A, da toishaladam al tefillin. Um, now, why is that? Well, the reason basically is because he figures he's giving everything to a very good cause, to like the holy temple. So, you know, he might have to borrow somebody else's tefillin for the rest of his life, but he's doing a big mitzvah. So yeah, he does mean to include his tefillin. However, uh, B, the the typical married man who's got a wife and kids, his intention is not not for the uh, clothes of his uh, wife or sons, because uh, try going home and explaining that one to the little lady that you gave away her entire wardrobe. Um, Absolutely not. That is not the Stam case in a marriage. Maskif la We have a triangle in this Maskif. We have Rabbi Rabbi attacks this and says as follows. Remember the Bryce that we had about 15 lines ago said whether a person uh, sanctifies to the temple, donates to the temple, the base of Migdash, all of this stuff is Maskif or Eruchin was also mentioned. Eruchin is a, a person's uh, Torah assessed value based on gender and age. And what do we see in the Mishnah? Here's a quote, four words. It says, If as somebody uh, declares that he's going to give his Erech value to the uh, to, to Hektish, um, we will actually, even against his will, take a uh, security or something of value. Sounds like it has nothing to do with his Das. Does a person ever like willingly want someone else to take some sort of item of value to make sure he pays up? And again, that's going to be like a question on the Rebbe Abba uh, Datoy approach. Such a question is it that it leads us to a new Rebbe Abba. Hello, I'm Rebbe Abba. This is the Roman numeral two. I squeal underline his name. And uh, with this, we will conclude. Here's the way it works. Kola Makdish Nechasev. Any person who dedicates to the temple all of his uh, assets we make it as though moments before he transferred the ownership of all of the ladies' clothes that his wife has, all of the clothes that his kids have, and that's why it's not included. I've got.